0: Well, James, James, da- is it Demore?
1: I think it's just Demore. Is it? I thought it was Yeah. I thought it was Damor. Yeah. I, I, it was demor- I want to be clear that whatever it is, I'm going to get it wrong, and I'm going to have a dozen people tweet at me. So far, that's a running theme of the show. It's
2: fine. Fifteen pedants will be tweeting us. <laughs> yeah.
1: Is uh, every, I got a lot of I got a lot of people mad about me calling uh, Mueller Mueller. I had a lot of people. Uh, mad that uh, I talked about the Dalbert rapport.
2: What? <laughs> Dalbert,
1: Dalbert, Dalbert. Expert stuff. Uh, very mad. Uh, is it Mueller del- though? I feel like Delbert. Mueller is
3: one of those things like Boehner, where like Mueller is probably the correct pronounce, like off the boat pronunciation, and uh, it's just been Americanized over time.
1: Just I like, don't think that's right. I, you know? I think actually the M U E is just like. You know, just Mueller, mm-hmm. <laughs> but but I I my position is a very profound indifference <laughs> to how the but, names yeah. of people who I don't know personally—that's the are correct pronounced. position, I think.
0: I mean, that's fair.
1: You know, I mean, if he indicts me, I'll be I'll be less likely to say it correctly. Gotta troll him into <laughs> dropping the charges.
0: That's right
1: in your Smart. civil
2: suit
0: sometimes you gotta pick a fight with the prosecutor it's fine
1: yep. yep that's what he I mean that's well that was we covered that uh, in the last episode <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs>
0: I still haven't listened to it because I'm a monster
1: Mm-hmm. sorry mm-hmm. <sighs> okay I don't
4: you hate the children of the podcast
3: understandable
1: Everybody, welcome to episode four of Mike Dicta, America's best named legal podcast. Uh, we are back with some old friends and a new, uh, a new uh, member of the team. Uh, we have from uh, Brooklyn with me, the Hell Dude, Tarek. Hello. Uh, from Minnesota, we have back uh, Christina is here again.
4: What's up?
1: Uh, dialing in from Illinois. Everyone, say hi to Robin.
0: Hi, everybody.
1: And joining us for the first time, also from New York, we've got Peter. Hello. So, we have gone, uh, for some, uh, deep cut, uh, stupid litigation, uh, for most of the podcast for this week. And we're going to start, uh, out in, uh, the men going their own way world, uh, with. Uh, with James Damore and his uh, attempt at a class action against Google on the grounds that he was discriminated against for being white and male and conservative uh, in a world where those things are shunned, the tech world
2: uh, <laughs> allegedly shunned.
1: As as we all as we all know, it is very hard to make it as a man in tech. And James Damore is no exception, uh, so he wrote he wrote a very long complaint. Uh, like <laughs> it is, it's the it worst. Is.
4: It's so long.
1: It's ungodly long.
4: And there are so many memes. So many yeah. memes.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's the first thing we're gonna we're gonna have to talk about is that uh, the people at uh, the people at Google are really big fans, and this is. Uh, really important to the legal claims of uh, that sad puffin (laughs) meme.
0: They love the sad (laughs) puffin so much. They're also, (laughs) they're using memes from like five years ago. Like they're not even good memes. It's the like velociraptor from 2012.
3: Even worse, they're they're using Google Plus, it seems, which I mean, if anything is going to turn you into a crypto Nazi, Being forced
1: to use Google Plus. I feel like that's it. I don't know. It seems like it's the Googly way to use (laughs) Google Plus. That is something that, that is a phrase that comes up way too often. And with like the fact that there is a Googly way really almost makes me root for James DeMore to win and bankrupt the place. If it weren't for his winning.
4: Yeah, like, that was, like, my reaction reading the complaint is, like, all the people, like, sounded so insufferable. It was like, shit, I'm a men's rights activist now because I hate <laughs> all these liberals at Google.
0: Well, and it, re- it reads, like, like going through the complaint almost, it reads like you're reading, like like, cult deprogramming language almost. Like, they have the most incredibly specific terminology that all hinges around the word Google. Yeah. Like, I don't, I, like, reading it, my eyes cross. No, it
1: does. It's, <laughs> no, it does. It does sound very, it, the whole place sounds very cult-like. Uh, but to get to, like, to get to the actual claim, the, all of these memes, <laughs> like, all of the memes are just to show that, all of the Google employees were just being incredibly mean-spirited about about conservative viewpoints. And so, like, they were just all really kind of insanely normy memes about about diversity, (laughs) you know? Like, the the one that I, I just sort of scrolled to a random thing, and it is... It is a, an old Futurama meme oh. where, uh, where Fry has his hand nailed to the zero days since last accident uh, sign, but without even getting rid of the word accident, <laughs> it, it just says zero days since last white male says diversity isn't important.
4: Fucking got him.
1: Nailed (laughs) it. He's dead. He's dead. And that's now uh, in the Santa Clara court. What a lot of the complaint really hinges on is how message boardy the whole place is. Like there's there's a lot of. James Damore going to, like, sensitivity trainings and diversity trainings and then, <laughs> and then arguing at them. <laughs> and then the manifesto was basically in response to one of them. You know, like, here are all of the things that you missed. But the majority of the complaint is, like, oh, almost a 100 pages. It's, it's 100 of, pages. Of memes and postings from the internal... Message board How do they
4: get anything done? I, I mean know. Like, like just do they just spend all day at Google like kind of feebly shitposting liberal memes? Like, Jesus Christ, these people make like six figures. Like you would think they would be a little more productive, but
1: Isn't the dirty secret of actual work that no one since the in since the advent of computers Actually, worked more than an hour and a half a day. Um, excuse right. me. Like I don't think
0: I have never worked. Like I've never not done work while at work. Thank you. Wow, uh, really Robin amazing. is off the
2: pod. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. is that is unreal. <laughs> I, nope. I question your dedication to the podcast. In that case, uh,
1: you know, <laughs> I literally, I literally do not believe whatever comes out of your mouth next. <laughs> that that lie is so hey, brazen the big joke is that, that... I should highing up on you
2: so look you got 61 pages of of of, of factual uh, averments and uh, causes of action and 100 pages of exhibits uh here can somebody sort of round up what the complaint itself uh is saying and what sort of the theories are here uh, does anybody have kind of a summary of it
3: yeah i, I can do that um, and I guess first, maybe it's useful for anyone that hasn't heard the full story to backtrack to August uh, last year when James Damore was fired after circulating this memo, um, which was like a 10-page length memo um, in kind of in response to Google's diversity policies, the, the gist of which was um, men and women have all these biological differences, and those differences probably excuse the discrepancies uh, between male and female populations in the tech world. Uh, That resulted in him getting canned and then doing like a short stint in conservative media before everyone realized that he's, I think, like one of the least charming people you'll ever see.
4: Uh, And ugly!
3: I mean, it's it's really like, I I think he probably had a career like set out for him and then he was on a couple of podcasts and everyone's like, well, I guess, you know, never mind. We'll just kind (laughs) of leave him to his own devices here. Um, so the, the complaint brings a few different claims. Um, it brings political speech claims, uh, which are protected in California. Your employer is not allowed to uh, coerce or influence your speech by um, taking action against you in the workplace. However, uh, the law is kind of restricted to activity that takes place outside of the workplace. And this is sort of a middle ground uh,
1: and then there's discrimination. Yeah. Wait, I, I kind of want to ask about that because I was reading, when I was reading the complaint, that was one of the things that came up is there were all of these claims about um, about political speech. And I was hoping someone knew this. It can't, that just doesn't sound like a viewpoint diversity cause of action. It sounds more like you can't fire someone for, going to a political protest or something, or exercising First Amendment rights in a sort of overtly political way, as opposed to just having a contrary opinion. Like, it just seems weird structurally otherwise. And I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't nuts that he was just kind of misreading that law.
4: Well, I think what he's doing is that he's saying that, like, he's, uh, by posting, he's it, he's protesting in the public forum. I mean, that's
1: no, but but I mean, but that's not political. That's just workplace policy, right? That's not towards any political goal, right? I mean, it, like it's it's a social goal, but it's not a political social goal.
3: Okay. So court courts haven't like haven't addressed this in tons of detail, but uh, I'm not super experienced in California, but my understanding of these things is that it is kind of blurry around the margins where you have, um, so you, you definitely, it doesn't have to be like affirmative activity, it can be party affiliation and things like that. Um, this, this to me is kind of like a middle ground. Um, the main difference, or the, the main reason it's totally okay for them to fire him with respect to the memo is that he's doing it internally, right? I mean, um, it's 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 not something that he's doing external to his job, and uh, that's what's really protected in California: is you going off on your own and doing whatever political activity you deem fit, not like circulating a memo that is directly about your employer. I mean, that's it's just it's kind of like dead on the type of thing that's not protected. I,
2: I have uh, I have a question though. Um, I mean, just for sake of argument. I mean, he is uh, raising issues of discrimination, allegedly, right, leaving aside the merits of it. He is raising a claim that there is some sort of discriminatory uh, environment in the workplace. And and principles of retaliation, or also labor law, do kind of permit you to discuss those things in the workplace or to raise those, those complaints. So is there something there? Or is it just uh, you can't agitate your, your, your fellow employees with such memos, and, and if you do, you get fired?
3: There's definitely something there. Um, I mean, I, you know, it's, it's best to think of – you know, if, if you think of a very kind of harmless memorandum that is about Google, uh, has political overtones, but is kind of inoffensive, broadly speaking, being circulated – um, it would it, it would seem to a lot of people to be a lot more protectable. Um, but the, the court is going to do a, kind of a balancing act here. Uh, and I, I don't think that I don't think that he's like 100 percent going to strike out on his retaliation claims. I think that um, he's got an OK chance. Um, but it, the, he also has to demonstrate that the retaliation claims are um, that the retaliation is because of some protected activity or characteristic and Google's going to say, of course, it's not because he's white. Of course, it's not because he's a man. It's because the memo caused a giant stir that was disruptive to the workplace, uh, and it, and they'll say it's not protected speech uh, for the same for the same reason uh, that I just discussed—that it's internal, it's not external.
1: Yeah, um, I yeah. I think I think there are parts of his there are parts of his claim that I thought, and I mean, it's just you know, I think he's got decent attorneys who can draft a decent complaint. Like I thought his. His sex and race discrimination claims essentially read just like boilerplate any attempts to affirmatively address diversity are per se violative of civil rights laws, right? Like that reverse discrimination is just at its most not, uh, sorry, affirmative action or anything that sounds like it at its most basic structural level is just flat illegal under the California uh, civil rights laws, right? I think those claims are probably uh, going to go nowhere. My assumption is that there's plenty of case law in California that approves of diversity efforts generally.
3: Yeah, and and those efforts, like he... I mean, so obviously diversity trainings at companies like Google are designed by lawyers. They're designed to be just unbelievably not illegal, right? I mean, they're, you can tell uh, from the complaint, uh, but the way that all of these are structured is um, it's just like you have these unconscious biases. Here's how you combat them, right? It's, they're never going to say anything suggestive Holy of sir. doing hiring based on.
0: Holy <laughs> fucking shit. All right. Uh, hold, hold on. Sorry, there's a mouse in my kitchen right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, some, uh, Tarek, Tarek, we're gonna take us. We're gonna take this opportunity of uh, uh, Christina sendido over to Robin. She's <laughs> okay. to over. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got I two giant J- 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 in my J- backyard.
3: Unbelievable display of cowardice.
1: Of out. I know. She did everything short of stand yeah, on a chair. I, oh!
3: I, I thought honestly on. that she was gonna say there was a fire Yeah, when, uh, I thought she
2: was being yeah. swatted. Was <laughs> <put something laughs> quietly.
1: Here,
0: I'll migrate to the So
4: what do we need to talk about next?
1: I think talking more about what is kind of the hostile work environment ish mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Because I mean, like the you know, we'll get I really think there may even be something to that.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they were like mean to him. (laughs) Sorry, I have. We've been fighting about whether or not this mouse exists for like several months.
2: Get yourself the Rat Zapper Three Thousand. What's that? It is the greatest thing that was has ever been invented.
4: Is that real?
1: Yeah, it is. It is a gigantic. It is a gigantic, like, roach
2: motel. Battery-operated mouse With
1: an electric chair.
2: It's a killing (laughs) field for mice. Because you think you have a mouse, you have 20 mice. I Uh, like that. Yeah. So get yourself the rat zapper. You will thank me later.
0: Okay, I will get the rat zapper.
2: Get the rat zapper.
0: Now we're going to record the podcast. I'm sorry.
2: Yes. Did you, Matt?
1: Could you imagine? I think the rat zapper has to be. That's going to be our first, yeah, our, our first spot. That's like yeah, the least seductive. It is the least seductive wish list item. Yeah. I'll put it on that. <laughs> put it, please buy me. Please buy me this electric chair to kill my all the vermin in my apartment.
4: <laughs> Zap me, daddy. <laughs> Thank you. I feel. <laughs>
1: does it Does it turn you on that I'm killing vermin by the truckload? <laughs>
3: I'm sure there are plenty of guys willing to settle for that.
2: That's right.
1: Yeah. All right. Um, so I guess one of the things that I thought was interesting about the complaint, and this goes back to the sort of never stop posting culture at Google, is that after the memo was circulated, and certainly in response to other complaints to other conservatives at Google, people really would go ape shit on them on the boards, you know, with being like really calling for them to get fired and wishing them, you know, illness and death. And I mean, these are like, this is direct communications with a coworker. And they would just casually type on the message board, people who think like you do should be banned from the workplace. And I mean, it's not like, these were insignificant employees. In certain cases, they're like, this person is my direct report. And <laughs> I think this kind of thing is exactly what I would never want to see it in the workplace. Mm-hmm. And like I gotta I gotta tell you, there was there was a lawyer at Google looking through those, Things and just like screaming that they have to kill the entire intro. Well,
4: something that was interesting to me about all of it is that like it seems like HR sort of monitors like these chat boards, and so I was like shocked at like what they were just like letting happen because you know like they were literally threatening illness and death to their fellow coworkers like in a workspace.
2: It's and funny, it was just incredible. It's funny because you know, as inside inside counsel for a for a company, yeah, forty percent of my job is to tell people to stop using email and stop writing stuff. And I'm surprised, quite honestly, that nobody's had the, you know, foresight to step in at some point and, and curtail some of this. You're exactly right.
1: I mean, I think it's just because it's completely. Antithetical to Google's internal culture, <laughs> which yeah. is like supposed to be like really freewheeling and free communication. And they've like thrown the doors open so wide that people are comfortable being like, nice opinion, hope you die. <laughs> right. <laughs> and and then and then people report that to HR and now we know, now we know who is training the Twitter people to read like threat reports? Because because they're like, I don't know. That seems okay. Your opinion was pretty bad.
3: Yeah, that's that's the crazy part. Is how much like this stuff gets escalated to HR, and they're just like. Well, I don't think you're contextualizing this properly. Uh, That person's very angry. So, you know, this kind of (laughs) makes sense to me.
4: Yeah, it's like every Uh, response is basically like, thanks and go fuck yourself, which is like just is how you get a lawsuit.
1: Like I didn't expect any of the like it's because, you know, you get the complaint. I expected none of it to be sympathetic. And I expected, you know, I mean, there are 100 pages of memes and. Like, I just thought, and so much of it is written in Fedora language, right? Where they're just like, I am a person who thinks of myself as a fan of logic, and they never responded to me logically. A classical and it all liberal. sounds right, cla- right. Classical liberal who <laughs> believes in reason and logic. And all of that should add up to just like steaming garbage. And then in the middle of all of it, it is dozens, if not hundreds, of message board posts where people are as unhinged as they are, like on Twitter, but it's a work account. <laughs> right. It's like literally their work account with their first and talking last name talking to other. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Right. So. And that, oh, by the way, speaking of first and last names, that was another crazy thing about the complaint. The redactions. Redactions. Every left wing person's name is left in the complaint, unredacted. And except for the two class plaintiffs, Damore and this other guy whose name I don't remember because he didn't draft a 10 page lunatic memo. Goodman. Goodman. Uh,
0: Goodman. Goody
3: man. Yeah,
1: yes. Not a good man. But I will say. Yep. So, except for them, every conservative who they quote, even when there's a dialogue between a left wing and a right wing guy, they redacted every conservative's name from the complaint like they're blurring out faces at Charlottesville. <laughs> And right. <laughs> <laughs> but but every liberal probably had like just an absolute shit show on their own social media accounts because they got named in this complaint.
2: Well, but to speak right. up to speak up for the SJWs for a second, you know, there is there is uh, theoretically some editing going on here. You know, mm-hmm. we're certainly getting, you know, all of the greatest hits uh, from his oh, perspective. Sure. So we don't we don't have Not a just full that, picture. Though. Uh, Not just
3: that, but some of these, a lot of them, I would say, even the majority of what's included is not. I mean, there are there are some very bad comments um, that should make uh, Google lawyers pretty concerned. But there is a lot of like pretty bland liberal sentiment where it's just like, I think Trump's kind of racist and uh, voting for him is bad. And then that's really like the end of it. Um, And it's kind of there's kind of like a a hypocrisy throughout it because he's he's saying that these constitute harassment or discrimination But at the same time, him circulating a memo, which basically concludes that women will be less suited on average to work at Google, is protected speech. Uh, There's kind of like a weird tension throughout it.
1: Yeah. And I mean, there's there's a lot of filler, like, like just the the fact of people approving the Nazi punching video was evidence of bias. Like there's like there's a lot of junk in here. Right. It's it's 61 pages and. Very little of it really seems to, like, grab a toehold on anything, but some of it, mm.
3: Can we talk about the fact that he got laughed at at a diversity meeting? Then <laughs> uh, it's in the complaint. Sever- several paragraphs are just the, the plaintiffs getting, like, mercilessly owned at Google and they put it in, like it looks good for them or something. But he's like, I was at the diversity training, and I voiced my concern that this might be a little bit sexist, and everybody laughed at me. And that's just like its own paragraph <laughs> in the complaint.
2: I used facts. Uh, there's also F- one F- of facts the, the other
3: plaintiff is, is like, the other plaintiff's somehow worse than him. And there's basically one exchange with a, a trans guy where, <laughs> where he's claiming that like he the conservatives are the real oppressed class here. And a trans guy just like owns him in a way that I'm pretty sure if he tweeted it would have gone viral. It was just like you know li- a laundry list of all the ways in which he's uh, been discriminated against in reality, and like fully contrasts against this kind of like fake bullshit that um, that the other guy Goodman, who's somehow worse than Damore, again, is um, is kind of like putting forward. And they put in the complaint as if it really helped them. I mean, I would have I would have left that shit out. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> he, he called his.
1: He called his uh, coworker a terrorist, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what, though? He, no. I think, I think that's, I think we, I actually don't think that's true. I think the reason why he was upset, and and let's be clear that the guy was being an asshole. Goodman was being an asshole, right? A guy of what, if I recall, a uh, guy of Indian descent was profiled, basically profiled. And he says, uh, he says, um, I was profiled. And then Goodman's like, well, how do you know you were profiled based on your race? And the guy's like, well, uh, it was pretty obvious. It was by my race. They pulled me over and they questioned me as if I was a terrorist. And the guy, goodman's response is well they may have had information about a terrorist attack <laughs> involving someone who looked like you and then everyone sort of freaked out at him and like he was he was being a, obtuse and he was being a jerk but he he wasn't calling the guy a terrorist. No, but he he's doing beef. he's
3: doing what Demore does and stopping just like one step but, short and then claiming that that protects him. I'm right. But I just
1: don't but I don't think he was doing it I don't think he was doing it with guile. I think he's obtuse and dumb and racist, but I don't think that he was trying to antagonize the guy by calling him a terrorist. He was antagonizing the guy because he genuinely believes that profiling is good and works. Right. Right. It's like it's not it's not the same thing. And he was attacked as if they're literally the same thing. And he's like, wait, I never said that about him. I was talking about the motives of the cops. And you keep thinking that I'm like actually saying that he might be that. Right. So he just found the way the conversation went a little Lopsided. I mean, I don't want to have a drink with the guy, but like he was, he has like a little bit of a reason to feel like he was being accused of being the wrong kind of racist as opposed to the racist he is. Right,
2: <laughs> right, right.
1: <laughs> but he, they also both got fired. They both attribute their firing to their conduct, their, you know, speech at work. Mm -hmm. You know, they think they're they are double hit. They're hit on like the basic diversity grounds because Google is trying for diversity. But then they're getting hit a second time because they're just trying to be normal people having a conversation about politics with people who don't agree. And instead, they're getting screamed at and sidelined and fired for it. I mean, like that's the complaint. They're not they're not mad because the, the, the point of the complaint isn't that people are mean to us at work. The point of their complaint is that people are mean to us at work and feel comfortable excluding us from opportunities because of it, right? Mm-hmm. There, are, there are paragraphs where a guy says, I would never have this guy on my team. There's a paragraph where there's a guy who says, this person is my direct report and I'm reporting him to HR because this is against Google's values, right? You kind of have to take the complaint as it lies, mm-hmm. and it's a bit more than just people are mean to me at lunch. But there is, I think, some of the worst paragraphs, some of the worst
3: allegations in the complaint um, don't aren't explicitly targeting conservatives, and you're supposed to kind of infer it. Um, but there are a lot of there are a lot of um, allegations that involve them, people saying, I don't want to work with uh, hostile people. Uh, you know, this guy is an asshole. I don't want to work with assholes, things along those lines. And I think you're supposed to infer that what they mean is conservatives, but there's nothing in the context to, uh, to lead you there. And I feel like it's just conservatives are so used to being called assholes that they think it's like a dog whistle at this point. And uh, I I mean, I can't see any other reason to include them in the complaint, because to me, it looked dismissible. A lot of the worst allegations are really just them talking about, um, you know, people they don't like, people who are difficult, things like that. And they're saying this is all kind of a code. This is they're talking about conservatives. Um, I I I really thought that some of the some of the uh, allegations that are the most likely to lead to an inference that an actual adverse, like something adverse actually happened to someone at Google, didn't really seem to be based on uh, on anything other than people being hostile or difficult.
1: I Mark, mean, right, this is, you've done this, right? What, uh, where do you think, uh, where do you think this lies? You too, Christina, I, I don't know if it's the same in public or private sector, but where do you think this lies on sort of the, the you know, decent complaint scale
4: i think it's a pretty decent complaint i mean i you know i think that he they raise like issues of fact and that's why this isn't going to get kicked like immediately well, but and i think
2: this, go ahead you're, no you're right and and i think that's kind of where we're all going here but one one thing that i think that we have to grapple with is that this is a sort of as a class complaint and i think yeah. the question is really going to be um, you know, does this really, uh, you know, because usually with the class case and folks can jump in here, but you know, you're going to have the, the 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 fight about whether to certify this as a class because the stakes are entirely different if they win a class certification versus if they don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and the question is, are all of the white conservative men similarly situated as to these specific allegations? <laughs> Uh, Such that, you know, Google is really in danger of getting a class certified here, because once a class gets certified, it's a whole different ballgame. And I, I don't think I don't think I mean, because these are such specific sorts of situations that these people find themselves in. I don't think there's a lot of there there as respects the class case. Um, But I do think that there there is some there there with respect to the other stuff.
1: Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, I think I think, look, I think he's got a really hard time posing white men as a discriminated (laughs) class at Google. Right. Like they make up probably a majority or a near majority or plurality of the workforce. Right. So I think you'd have a very hard time posing white or male as like a class being discriminated against, or are you going to prove it with all the promotions? Well, that's yeah, you know, that's
2: I mean, usually you're going to get a statistician, uh, and you're going to show that these sorts of decisions and this kind of environment has led to disparate outcomes with respect to this class, right? But as right. Every, I assume that the bulk, if not you know, the overwhelming bulk of the folks that are in charge here are white men. Yeah, so you're you're already uh, facing an uphill battle on the class uh, it's gonna be, statistical it's gonna be side. It's going to be hard
3: to prove this one with statistics, yep. let's put it that yeah. way. And and without and just,
2: statistics, I don't know how you assert something as sort of broadly affecting people in a negative and way. Then,
1: and then I don't know how you, I don't even know how you determine numerosity on the political viewpoint question. Mm-hmm. Right, like, I don't know, I don't even, even if they try to certify that class, I think that most people who remain gainfully employed at Google uh, are going to be reluctant or entirely, and I'm talking about the conservatives, the conservatives who are still working there, I think will not want to touch this thing with a 10-foot pole. Yeah,
4: like, who wants to be a certified class of a bunch of adult virgins? I mean, like, I (laughs) would. Just for our lay listeners, um, so the difference between, like a, like, a normal lawsuit and a class action lawsuit, especially in an employment law action, is that there's going to be way more opportunity for a bigger award in a class action. So this is why that matters. Um, if it's just – if it just ends up being Demore and Goodman, I mean, like, it's it, – even if they won, they wouldn't be looking at more than like maybe like mid mid six figures. I don't I don't actually know what their demand is, but when you open up the class, that's when like the big numbers come into play. So that's why they care about certifying the class.
3: The the other part of the class action uh, issue is that uh, these guys probably have waivers of their class action rights in their contracts. Uh, Google, just like most of the big tech companies, puts them in there. Um, it's very common now um, that if you are, um, if you're employing someone who makes anything near good money, you make them sign an arbitration clause saying they'll, they'll arbitrate any clause, uh, claims with the company and they waive their right to class action. Um, that, those clauses are currently illegal in the Ninth Circuit in California, um, but the case is up before the Supreme Court and everyone expects that to come back the other way. Um, with a five-four decision saying that class action waivers are in fact legal, Well, will like stick a class action guess, waiver
2: in your face if you work in a call center too, though. I mean, it, it's not just people that make good money. It's, uh, this is the, no, this right. is Th- I think that's practice.
3: that's right. But you, um, I, I guess I should say anyone who signs a contract uh, is, is likely to have one in these in these settings. Um, and um, I wouldn't be surprised if we just see Google tell the judge, let's hold off on this because if the Supreme Court comes out the other way, we're just going to arbitrate this individually and then nothing about it will see the light of day because arbitrations are confidential.
1: He's trying to argue himself into a protected category. I mean, that's that's the entire point of his suit is that he's in a protected category, right? I don't know if other states have political viewpoint as a protected statutory class but it but it seems like california California doesn't
3: california doesn't i mean it's it sort of functions as it's right i don't want to get too technical um but that's it's a separate statute so it's not technically a protected class but there are there are a bunch of states uh pretty much exclusively liberal states um but a bunch of states protect um political activity and sort of a um sort of like a a way of kind of mapping First Amendment protections onto employers in certain contexts.
1: He he mentions on uh, he mentions that <laughs> the board on the Google intranet, where people ask each other questions that they don't know the answer to, is Dory. <laughs> The idiot fish from finding Nemo. And I can't I can't get over the fact that the googly way is if you have any curiosity at all about a thing that you don't know, you are self branded as dumb. <laughs> it is it is the it is the most tech thing that I can imagine is that it is, uh, ignorance is to be shamed and
2: Pixar. Right. Just keep (laughs) swimming your own way.
0: Before we (laughs) we
4: move on, I I just want to share my favorite part of the complaint, which was, there was a whole section, I guess, where some Google employee had, like, met with some, like, conservative asshole and, like, security was notified that this, like, conservative, uh, blogger guy was on campus. Oh, Curtis Yarvin. It, yeah. yeah. Mo- he was, Menci- and he was, Mencius
1: Moldbug was on the Google campus. Yes.
4: And so he was escorted and I guess they found out that there's like a list of conservative assholes who like aren't allowed on the Google campus, which includes Alex Jones. And I just think it's really cool that Alex Jones is banned from like all Google campuses.
3: I have the same policy in my apartment. (laughs) (laughs) There's something kind of like surreal as as an employment lawyer about observing all this because the entire episode kind of stems from his like inability to contextualize what's happening. Like, Google is 70% male and its engineers are like 80% male. They do diversity training for the same reason that every other company does, right? It's, It's good PR and it can be used successfully to defend against discrimination lawsuits. It's supposed to be kind of like, in a way, a wink and a nod. But he's just taking it at face value because he doesn't know how else to interpret it. And if he just kind of played along, he would be living his dream of like swimming, you know, in a sea of white males. But instead, he's embroiled in litigation uh, and circulated this memo because he actually believed that Google really did have the end goal of, of uh, diversifying its engineers, which it white almost genocide. certainly fucking doesn't, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Maybe talk a little bit uh, just about what hostile work environment is and is not, because that's so much of what he's saying here. Um, because it's not just that people were mean or unreceptive to my stupid ideas. It's, it, there, there's a bit more to it there. Can someone take that?
4: Yeah, Peter, can you do that?
2: Yeah,
3: sure. So, I mean, I think what what Demore is trying to say and— uh, on behalf of the class, is that these all of all of these message board board posts together constitute harassment and uh, or, or a hostile work environment, which is the which legal term, um, which is I think a pre- even though when you put them all together, they they are uh, they, you know I think they they're pretty strong in his favor. It it's still pretty tough. Uh, hostile work environments require. Um, the federal standard is severe and per- pervasive harassment um, on the basis of a protected category. So he's probably going to lose because he needs to prove that it's either um, because he's white or because he's male. Conservatism is not a protected category. Um, if it was, I think they'd have a better shot at the, at the harassment claims. But um, what's severe and pervasive, although uh, the standard to my understanding, I haven't litigated this, um, is a little bit lower in California. Um, but it, it can be pretty high. It needs to occur with frequency um, and it needs to be something that a reasonable person would uh, consider fairly like disruptive to their workplace. Uh, I'm not sure if this is it um, because I don't know how often you're actually, as, as someone at Google, engaging with this sort of thing. Uh, and if it was just a few times a year and it, in this kind of message board context, uh, I it, it would it would be from my perspective they're not going to win that. Uh it it's not unwinnable, but it seems tough.
4: I have a question. So with that the existence or not of a hostile work environment, would that be a like question of fact? Like w- would like that be what puts this through summary judgment?
3: Yeah, I I mean I I have I have a hard time seeing them winning this bef- um Certainly not before summary judgment, but I, I, I have a hard time uh, seeing them winning this uh, on the law at this point. Yeah. Um, I, of course, that's if it proceeds as a class. If it doesn't and you kind of isolate these and they have to prove it per person, um, it's an uphill battle for the plaintiff and that's in that situation.
1: Yeah, I the the second uh, the second case that uh, that I think we need to talk about um, because we go from like a case where a a person we don't particularly like hired a good lawyer to write a good complaint <laughs> <laughs> to a person we truly loathe who hired a terrible lawyer to write gibberish. Well, and not just that, write gibberish.
2: Uh, copy gibberish from somebody else. Yeah. So, <laughs>
1: right. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's his own gibberish. But but because I don't know who the other plaintiff was. But Chuck Johnson is suing Twitter for being banned. Uh, everyone knows who Chuck Johnson is. The complaint. The complaint like, we got to get back to, like... No, but but, like but, but, but the, no, before,
2: we, before we get back to it, he, he, at, at, he did – there's a guy named Dennis Prager uh, who was some sort of conservative radio host who was banned from YouTube, uh, who wrote this almost exact complaint. Uh, and so Chuck Johnson went out and hired uh, this tax lawyer who I think represented Wesley Snipes. Uh, in his Very in cool. his uh, in his tax what is it tax protester lawsuit against the government and this guy the game. this Top guy the copied game. the Prager lawsuit almost verbatim.
3: Okay, but they were Wesley Snipes' taxes. All right, this isn't just you know Joe Schmo over here. This if you have a tax lawyer who can do Wesley Snipes' taxes and win. So surely they
1: can sue Twitter. He didn't win. He spent time in jail. How much <laughs> could he have won? <laughs> like it's a pyrrhic victory. You won three years in prison. (laughs) Is that how you say it? Congratulations. I thought
4: it was Furick? I
1: thought it was Furry. I thought it was Furry.
3: Furry is when a furry wins a victory. (laughs) A Furrick victory.
1: So so he sued just because he got kicked off of Twitter. Um, And all of the short version of why he got kicked off of Twitter is that... uh, he essentially threatened DeRay McKesson. But she doesn't uh, even mention people. it in his complaint, right? Uh, I, He vaguely alludes to being accused of doing it, I think. <laughs> but he does not admit to doing it. Uh, but he, he kind of threatened DeRay McKesson. He, at a different point, I think he identified the wrong woman, as Jackie from the Rolling Stone story and like sicked people on her as well. I mean, one of the things that he says in his complaint is that he got kicked off annually (laughs) or he got suspended (laughs) annually. So there's not a lot of good faith at the beginning, but if it starts in bad faith, it careens horribly into awful faith because he considers his Twitter account a business relationship with uh-huh. Twitter
2: <laughs> so and cool.
1: and and therefore he and he 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 frames his complaint as he used Twitter to promote them, and Twitter in turn Twitter in turn had an obligation uh to keep his business interests in mind as well, and it is really something to behold because...
2: This is, this is something that, that is a common theme with these guys, though, is that they believe that they have conferred this economic benefit on these platforms by spreading their nonsense uh, garbage uh, far and wide and that somehow that they've brought you know, all manner of users on and that therefore that there is a, you know, some, uh, a mutually beneficial relationship that creates some kind of contract. Again, the P- Prager lawsuit is exactly that.
4: To me, like, the weird part of, like, this complaint is that, like, he seems to be arguing on one hand that twitter is like a business and he's bringing money to the business therefore there's like a weird contractual relationship there and then also arguing that it's like a public forum and it's his it's his right to be able to post bullshit all day and like dox people and stuff like that so like i don't understand how he holds those two ideas in his mind at once
1: i, I mean i don't i don't know that they're i don't know that they're inconsistent they're just both wrong <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> there's, they can they can be wrong and consistent with each other, but no, he really he tries to turn Twitter into a public forum using like some like <laughs> you don't even there aren't even steps to get there. No, there's he just, just said like that. a step. It's just yeah, he's just like. Uh, according to me, because people speak in public, it is therefore a public forum, and you are a government actor because you're you're you own it dependent on the government, right? Like, there's, it, but there's no actual way of. Demonstrating
2: it, they allow the government to speak there. That they're sort of this, you know, they, they, they publicize the fact that Trump or other po- politicians speak there. Ergo, they become a state actor. Yeah, you
4: know. so
1: right. funny. Right. Right. right, that's it. They, it's all state action, uh, and it's like that part seems very subsit, which makes sense that he hired Wesley Snipes' attorney because someone has to write sovereign citizen law with a straight face. And you might as well be the guy who, like, doesn't believe in taxes.
2: There is this issue that there has been a concentration of channels of speech uh, over time, right? So Facebook, Google, or not necessarily Google so much, but Twitter, etc., have, you know, a lot of the sort of things that were once very atomized in terms of the way you would speak on the Internet have kind of become concentrated in the hands of a few companies, uh, I, he's not really making that point expressly here, but there is some of that going on, you know.
1: Yeah, I, but I mean, this case is in the county of Fresno, not the District of Black Mirror. There isn't like a re- like it's not a real it's not a real town hall. It's a metaphor. He's trying to like take a metaphor and like create a legal doctrine out of a metaphor that is like way stretched way beyond you could make a plausible legal claim out of
3: it. I think there, it's it, there's no doubt that there's no legal claim here right I mean there's no no <laughs> valid claim here I mean the like he's he's trying to make like a public accommodation argument um, and public accommodation laws have been applied to the internet but like the it, it's it's been very limited and, and it's things like um, making your uh, website accessible to people who are blind, Think, things like that. Um, there's been no, nothing even close to what he's hinting at here, um, which is that you, um, yeah, I mean, he, he wants them to be regulated like a public utility that can't discriminate on viewpoint. Um, the kind of irony being that uh, a month ago, every single conservative in the country was taking the exact opposite position, saying that that uh, Baker dude didn't need to serve the, uh, the, gay, the gay couple uh, and that that was not a violation of public accommodations laws. Um, But there's no there's no claim here. Right. But he's kind of hinting at at a point, a broader point about uh, about how like these private companies can regulate speech that people on both sides of the spectrum have like expressed some concern about. Um, But it doesn't lead to an actionable claim. He's this is going to get tossed out.
1: I mean, the baker doesn't even have the benefit of Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act, which gives Twitter almost unfettered control of who they do and don't allow to use the forum mm-hmm. and pretty right. much immunizes them from discriminating. Right. Like, well, not to mention that his Twitter presence
3: is the functional equivalent of going into a bakery and fucking the cake. So I don't... <laughs> <laughs> I
1: don't, I don't think it's a great
3: analogy for him regardless.
1: It's all... I mean, it's just all gibberish. And, and that just... There's an introduction... And I don't know, this is just kind of inside baseball for lawyers, but complaints tend to be written kind of tersely, yeah. kind of on the facts, kind of like get in, get out, right? Mm-hmm. Putting aside the fact that we talked about James Damore having 61 pages of facts and 100 pages of memes, what, what Chuck <laughs> Johnson has, he has two full pages of introduction, which is just talking about how important Twitter is as a communications medium to him, a preliminary statement that has no factual averments that goes on another four pages. He re-alleges and incorporates by reference each and every paragraph yeah. into the section <laughs> deemed parties.
4: I can't wait to see Twitter's answer to this. Like, what are they going to say? Like, uh, all allegations are denied. You fucking asshole. These aren't, you're not even alleging
1: anything. (laughs) They're going to move to dismiss. That's what they're going
3: to do. Yeah. Well, you have to answer.
1: No, 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 but no, but Chris, Christine is asking like, how do you do the paragraph by paragraph answer? And there's going to be a whole lot of knowledge insufficient to form an opinion as to the rantings in paragraph one. (laughs) (laughs) The, Twitter, Twitter declines to rant in response to the rant of paragraph two.
4: Yeah, the only way to win is not to play. Twenty eighteen is truly the year that we all start suing our haters. And I, you know, I applaud chalk for uh, for going for it.
1: Yep. Uh, Footnote kept simple.
4: Thank you. Thank you, Kev.
1: is a central part of the discrimination claim is that it was like a political act as opposed to a deeply, deeply personal act against a horrible, horrible person. Right. I mean, imagine
3: being the CEO of Twitter and then having to have someone explain who Chuck Johnson is to
1: you. He
3: must have been fucking
1: furious. One of the things that one of the Twitter employees said is that he keeps using loopholes... Uh, He keeps using loopholes to evade our bans, but we just, essentially, it's not the spirit of our rules, and so we're kicking him out despite the loopholes. And uh, Chuck Johnson is a strict constructionist of the Twitter (laughs) terms of service, and uh, is very mad that his loophole, where he says something like, It would be pretty bad if someone killed DeRay McKesson, (laughs) isn't considered... Uh, direct threat get him to get well, him. to get to him get him he didn't say kill him he said to get him
3: <laughs> yeah he meant he yeah. meant like uh emotionally
1: financially yeah. no he meant i mean Take look him it's pretty nice clear date. what he no, meant he, he like a journalistic it's, takedown right yeah he meant a journalistic takedown mm-hmm. um he meant a journalistic
2: takedown
3: i mean i don't think yeah. that he was raising money to kill DeRay, if we're gonna be honest I
2: don't think that's what he Let's was doing. Let's not be honest. It's Chuck Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was trying to kill the man.
4: He was. He's absolutely he's a murderer.
2: And <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm he's say killed before. I'm going to say this in defense of Chuck Johnson, though. Uh Uh-oh. Unlike, oh. Unlike, uh, yeah, here, we go. here I am again. But unlike everybody else that he we've been goofing on uh, uh, regularly, uh, he did not append any exhibits to this complaint. And for that, <laughs> he should Yeah.
1: Yep, it's a tight 21 pages. You
2: know, I'll say something else
3: in his defense. Um, conservative like media figures are often traditionally attractive in a way that I find regressive. <laughs> and Chuck Johnson has just been at war with that idea for his entire career. Uh, I salute him.
4: Good for you, Chuck. My favorite part of the complaint was that like he, he put a dollar value on how much each follower is worth. Like how the fuck do oh, you yeah. figure that out? Like, each follower no, no, is worth he, he he $350. Yeah, they're sources. They're, oh, I didn't see that. Where the fuck is my check, Twitter?
1: <laughs> Have you guys not been buying followers? Your check is in your wish list. That's yes. right. <laughs>
2: PayPal's in the bio. <laughs> this, this episode has been brought to you by the Rat Zapper 3000. Right. <laughs> That's
3: right.
2: One of the weird things about his complaint
3: is that there's the causes of action are like, like unfair competition, interference yeah. with contract. I have never in my life seen this, seen those in this con- Like those are for situations where businesses are um, like fraudulently competing with each other, like stealing each other's client lists and things like that. Yes. The yeah. the idea that you could act, just bring that against Twitter and say they're they're somehow unfairly competing with Chuck Johnson, I'd it, it's just it's just fucking mind blowing. I don't I have no idea what he's doing. And yeah. and Demore also brought an unfair competition. It all blame. goes
1: back to his belief that his business is Twitter. Right. And Twitter is a partner of his right. in that business. And that by kicking him off, they've you know, he's got a civil rights complaint for political speech. And he's got, you know, violations of their business code and. He's got a promissory estoppel. Complex. That's so cool.
4: It's, it's so all, cool.
1: It's all... I mean, it's really just very kitchen sink, but no pipes. Right. <laughs> like there's, there is no water going to this sink it, at all. It, it,
2: is a, it is a great confirmation of the fact that he... Um, you know, with Milo, with him, you know, with Cernovich, if he ever gets uh, thrown off. These guys completely begin and end with twitter and mm-hmm. if you toss them off it really does fuck them up and he sort of is confessing to the ultimate own here
3: yeah yeah and i think there's been like with us with milo especially there was discussion in the beginning about whether that w- whether this kind of platform denial would actually work uh and it seems like it pretty clearly does uh and at the or at the very least uh bothers them very very much uh, and they all kind of act unaffected when it happens um but they are incredibly salty. Mm.
1: Yeah. Oh, you know what? I just figured out Twitter's response. Twitter's answer to the complaint will just append a corn cob. <laughs> 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 That's it. That's it. You are owned. And then, and then the superior court for the county of Fresno will be like What is to be corn cob? We deem we deem Chuck Johnson severely owned. The court finds Chuck Johnson is severely owned and is responsible for costs. The ugliest fin dom there ever was. And with and with that, with that, you can go to the Got News address to donate uh, your uh, coins for kids. Uh, <laughs> and I'm going to thank all of our lit, all of our uh, panelists tonight. Thank you to Tarek and Christina and Peter and Robin. I am Charles. Uh, have a good night, everybody. Bye.
2: <laughs> good night.